Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. The thing about my younger self before I was a mom was I probably would not have been as fun. I think being a mom made me more fun and more aware of those moments to have fun and enjoy my life. I was very head down in my career before I had kids. I bet you drank more. A lot more. That's fun. (laughs) Megan, that's fun. Come on now. Hey, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. And this is Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding families because, man, kids need to eat a lot. Today, we're recording a special mini episode, which we'll do from time to time when we feel like there's a trending topic around feeding our families, wellness, or mom life. And today, we're going to talk about this now infamous article about Gwyneth Paltrow and goop that Stacy made me read last night. I did. <laughs> I did. I insisted that this happened. This is all my fault. But Megan, before we get into this, because it's a mini episode, we want to keep it to 30 minutes. Let's jump right into stuff that we're digging. What are you digging this week? Okay. So this week I'm digging, I'm doing this in honor of Goop and Gwynny because it's ironic. Actually, I'm like, what's her name? That song. Is it ironic? Really? Alanis. No. Yeah. Alanis. You all can debate it. Vital proteins makes collagen, Mm -hmm. which I really like. I got the plain stuff. I was using it to add to smoothies for Isaac to help heal his belly. And then Mike was using it in his smoothies to add protein to his morning routine. And I was like, it's just plain. And I don't know, I wasn't feeling it. And then I discovered their beauty collagen. And it is really good. It tastes a tiny bit like you're drinking non-sweetened jello. <laughs> Which is kind of what it is. Like essentially that's what collagen is, right? 
Yeah, but it's really good. And it comes in all these, I think, pretty delicious flavors. There's strawberry. Like, what's lemon. your favorite? Um, there's like a mint melon one. I really like it. It's great for your skin. And actually, I did a story for kitchen.com where I interviewed a bunch of moms. Artie from Food Network is the one who introduced me to it. And she's actually going to be a guest on Didn't I Just Feed You Soon? Um, as soon as she told me about it, I went, I grabbed some, I love it. Try it out. It'll be on the site. Tell us about how it's like part of your routine. Do you drink it in the morning? Do you drink it at night? Is it like a supplement to breakfast? Is it your breakfast? Good question. It's not my breakfast because you just add it to water and water for breakfast is crazy. Gotta eat more people. (laughs) Um, It does have protein, sure. But I actually drink it at night because I have um, sweet cravings at night. So like after the kids go to bed, I want like chocolate or a cookie or something. And I've been reducing those cravings. So I don't need like a really serious sugar fix, but still a little something. And I find that in particular, the strawberry lemon one, if I just mix it in with my water and put in some ice, like that kind of does it for me instead of like a cup of tea. Okay, I'm going to have to try it. And you feel like it made your skin luminous and glowing? Mm. I mean, you know, I kind of struggle with my skin. I got to be honest, but I feel like it's good for me. I feel like it supports my skin. I wouldn't say it's a rad, it has radically changed my skin, but it supports my overall skin routine. And it has about 12 grams of protein per glass. And I'm really into trying to upping my protein, especially since I don't eat a ton of meat. So I'm happy with it. It tastes good. I feel like it does my body good. I like it. That's a great, like that's me. a great what you're digging this week. And now I want to try it because I do like yes. their collagen peptides and I think they make smoothies more filling. What Outside yeah, totally. of any of the health claims about adding collagen to your diet, I think that they make you feel more full if you're going to do a smoothie for breakfast. There you go. What about you, Megan? What are you digging this week? My, what I'm digging this week is decidedly more fun. <laughs> It is (laughs) more fun and less fancy. Um, It is a new to me brand of sprinkles called Supernatural. I think their Instagram handle is at Go Supernatural. They are these plant-based dyed soy-free sprinkles. They're beautiful. They're vibrant in color. And here's the thing. They taste good, which I feel like a lot of sprinkles just are kind of like sweet and waxy. And these are like crispy, crunchy. Um, And if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen them a ton in my Instagram (laughs) feed. I'm like sprinkling that on everything. (laughs) You're the queen of sprinkles. Um, You know, one of my personal tenets is that I'm trying to have as much fun with my kids before they're too old for fun um, or while they're still young. And sprinkles and putting sprinkles like basically in whatever I can fit them in is part of that game plan. Like we have smoothies in the morning and they get like a little sprinkle of sprinkles. I love that. Pancakes, everything. And I, the super, go supernaturals are like, I just am loving them right now. And they're different shapes than other naturally dyed sprinkles that I've found. And they make me feel good. And with when I'm at basically adding sugar to my kids' diet. So should check them out. I like that. I wish I had known you when my kids were younger. I think probably my kids wish I had known you when they were younger. (laughs) 
I was not. I was like, here's, here are your flaxseed pancakes, children. <laughs> <laughs> no, no sprinkles for you. The thing about my younger self before I was a mom was I probably would not have been as fun. I think being a mom made me more fun and more aware of those moments to have fun and enjoy my life. I was very head down in my career before I had kids. I bet you drank more. A lot more. That's fun. (laughs) Megan, that's fun. Come on now. We joke, our like site has all kinds of references to whiskey and drinking. And the truth is we fancy ourselves people who can do that. But like, how much can we really drink anymore? I drink like once a week. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's a little sad. And maybe not <laughs> even not that. And I'm like drinkers. having my little glass of whiskey and then like a gallon <laughs> of water afterwards. Totally. So I don't have that headache. <laughs> totally. We are not what we once were. Okay, so let's talk yes. about this article. Okay, <sighs> it's everywhere right now. And it's called How Goops Haters Made Gwyneth Paltrow's Company Worth $250 million which is just bananas. And I like, everyone's been talking about it, you know, at work at kitchen.com that's been being passed around. I listened to this self-care podcast called Forever 35 and they've been talking about it and their Facebook group and I've avoided reading it. And then Stacey was like, I really want to talk about this. You have to read it. And she sent it to me like four days ago, but here's the real deal about how, when, and where I read it. I was like, I took a shower last night. Kids are in bed. It's late because I stayed up late working. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get my tablet out. You know, we're doing this screen-free thing. So we have to hide them. I'm going to get my tablet out and I'm going to finally read this article. And then like right as I got into bed, my six-year-old is like, mom, can you come snuggle me? So I read this outlandish, super enthralling article about Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow and this like bananas level of self-care under the sheets in my daughter's bed on my phone with it like dimmed as much as I could so I could be ready to record today. And (laughs) (laughs) it's real life, right? Like here's Gwyneth talking about her children and all the care they have and her butler is refilling her glass of wine. And I'm like under the sheets with a stinky six-year-old. Megan, he's a house manager. (laughs) Excuse me. He's not a butler. Um, it reminds me of the author. Yeah, she's like at Gwyneth's yeah. house and her friend calls. She's in LA at Gwyneth's house and her friend calls like a mom friend and is like, your son is asking if you're going to pick him up from school. And she's like, I'm freaking not going to pick him up from school. I'm in LA with Gwyneth. Yeah, it's the best. And my favorite part is that she's like, and I see I have a call coming in from stupid New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey, I love you. Which is where you grew up, I was just going to say, I've got Jersey love. I grew up there. So yes, like it's like her life sounds so insane. What are some of your favorite highlights of of Gwyneth's aspirational insanity? I asked you to start this conversation because I knew that I would be very unfocused. There's so much swirling in my head about this because the depths of the love-hate is so like deep for me. I, I, it's just like, it's really, it's just really intense because on one hand, um, a lot of what she's doing really, really resonates for me. And like, I'm just going to be really, really frank, right? Like, Please. I think it's really important, uh, especially in this day and age, it's always been important, but I don't think we've always known how important it is to acknowledge 
certain things like you and I are two white women. Okay. That's going to be a big part of like where we're coming from all the time. And we're going to do our best to get in, you know, all different perspectives, but we're two white women. I don't know how you consider how you grew up, but I consider how I grew up like it ranges from like lower middle class to middle class because both of my parents were in service industries. So good years, bad years. But now that's not the case. I have much, much, much more than my, than I had growing up. A lot of what Gwyneth pedals I can afford comfortably. And I've totally fallen into the trap, partly because it just has this appeal to me, but partly because I've gone through my own medical issues where I've gone to medical doctors. And I'll have you know, a female doctor was one of my worst experiences where I was explaining how completely exhausted I was all the time and some other symptoms. And she looked me in the eye and was like, well, welcome to 40. And you could probably lose some weight. And I was like, ow. I was probably like 15 pounds, 15, 20 pounds more than I should have been, more than I am now. But like, that's not obese. And I was like, wow, okay. Turns out, fast forward, doing my own research, seeing a naturopath, like seeing other doctors and finally seeing a second endocrinologist who I sought out for very specific reasons, having done my own internet research, which I don't always recommend, but in this case really worked in my favor. I had a condition for which I was put on medication and lo and behold, not tired all the time, lost weight that I had been struggling to lose after being on Weight Watchers and being really diligent about my eating. So this idea that the medical community and establishment doesn't pay attention to women's health issues, doesn't know enough about how we work, especially as we age, really resonates with me. So I have sought out a lot of alternatives. At the same time, I have this background in child development that's very science and research-based. And there's a lot of stuff that she does that I hate. Like, you can't just go around saying you have to be careful with your language and how you speak. And you have to be clear about what's research-based and what's not, what's anecdotal, what's not, what has worked for some women and may not work for you, what the risks are and what aren't. So it's just very overwhelming to me, but I get why she's popular and I get why people hate her. And I like her and I hate her all at once. I, f- I think that you're not alone. I th- we know that you're not alone, right? Because I think any sort of aspirational celebrity, where whether it's a Gwyneth Paltrow or a Chrissy Teigen, we want what they, what they have, but we're, we are also like mad and jealous that they have what they have and sometimes make it look so easy. Although this um, article really talks about how Gwyneth makes a point of kind of saying like, it's not easy. I do all this work and I have all this, these supplements and all this help in order to do it. And like, if you work hard enough, you can have that too, which is the thing I struggle with the most from the article. Less, I mean, the pseudoscience exists. Gwyneth's not the only person peddling pseudoscience about health and wellness trends. We've seen a, a huge uptick in that in the last five years, which is a blessing and a curse, right? Like, There's more information about how you can better take care of yourself on the daily, 
there are more resources when you hit dead ends with traditional medicine, like you're talking about. My sister-in-law is experiencing a very similar situation right now where she's having these symptoms and she's seen several doctors and everyone's kind of like, well, you're just tired and stressed. And she's like, but no, it's not that because I've spent 10 years being tired and stressed. This is like something else that's happening, which those things are not always separate too. So there's this, you know, the push and pull, as you've talked about of like, there's more information out there and that's really great, but we have to be wary of it. And, and we also have to be wary of the influence that it has in our daily lives. And I think this is a little bit why you and I are talking about this because we are on both sides of it, right? Like we're both busy working moms. And so we want all the things that are going to make us feel better and make our families healthier. And we have access to all those things, but we're also like on the editorial side of things and seeing the trends that come and go and how they influence everything from news media, which we work in, to packaged foods. Yes, totally. And and packaged labeling and that that can be sort of misleading and a negative and everyone's trying when everyone's trying to do their best, but the people like the high, like higher level people are just selling them, marketing to them. It can feel exhausting and and also like sort of heartbreaking. I don't want to get too serious cuz I think a funny <laughs> little anecdote is that My mother-in-law, who was my um, primary child care for the first two years of both my kids' lives, which is just like an amazing blessing, she, we always had this sort of like miscommunication about where our food values were. So she would do things like feed my kids sugar-free vegetables, which are kind of like (laughs) full of chemicals to make them sugar-free. Like, please just give them plain sugar. Yes. And she would say things like, oh, we had um, pudding packs for lunch, but they're they're organic. And like, (laughs) to me, that's what we're talking about here is like Gwyneth's business and how it creates two problems for parents. One is this like aspirational lifestyle and this idea that if we lean in, if we just work a little bit harder, if we just earn a little more money, if we just stay late, that we can, we too can like have a house manager, man butler and eat clams with our lover. Oh my God. It's so absurd. (laughs) And a newspaper reporter. With our very happy famous ex-husband teaching our children music in the next room. (laughs) Such Uh, an absurd scene. Such an absurd scene. But like we all, like I want, I kind of want some version of that in my fantasy world. And that we continue to see huge differences in like income inequality for low-income families and these like very high, high income families. And, um, I'm not sure if this episode will be before we talk with Jenny, chef Jenny Dorsey, but she really talks about this wall street journal article that, that talks about like how access to all of these things, whether it's like green vegetables or whether it's a jade egg for your vagina, (laughs) 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 make a big difference in, can make a big difference in like the level of success that our kids reach. You know what it is? It's like part of the push-pull, the love-hate is really the, is also the tension between like 
just wishing as food people, there could just be a return to just simple, oh my gosh, guys, just like eat simple, real food. Like this does not have to be complicated. We don't need all these packaged foods. And like, if you're not, if you don't have celiac, you probably don't need gluten-free food. Like just relax. Right. But you could probably eat less processed white right. and feel exactly. better. And at the same time, being happy for the people who do have celiac, that now there are great options and then wishing for wellness for women in particular, that the establishment would pay a little bit more attention to us and our needs and start, you know, creating a little bit more of a marketplace for what we really do need and giving us more options, but without creating this whole like chaos and marketplace that's only available to the wealthiest people that puts us on this hamster wheel of no matter how healthy we are, no matter how young we look, no matter, you know, there's always, no matter how much money we have, we can always be healthier, look younger, have more money. You know, that's the complicated part. The takeaway I'd love for all of our listeners to have, and I think this is something that you and I both feel, but we also struggle with in our own lives. And so we also, we also need to hear it is whatever you're doing to take care of yourself and to feed your family, like it's enough. It's sort of what you're saying that like, we're just constantly being told we need to level up, level up, keep reaching for more, but like, you don't have to, you can find the place that's comfortable for your family that fits your budget and your time budget and makes you feel good about taking care of yourself and taking care of your family. And that can be enough. You can disregard all of what the media is trying to sell to you and say to you and find your specific happy place. And Stacey, your happy place is not the same as my happy place. Totally. (laughs) And it's not the same even for my next door neighbor who has like a similar family and similar income, like their happy place is going to be different. And we should all be like, really rooting for each other to, and, and taking care of each other to find that enough is enough place. Totally. I also want to say one other thing. I'm going to get science geeky. I do want to say do also it. that I know this is a stereotype, but research does show that moms tend to be the ones in charge of making buying decisions, especially around children. That, you know, when it comes to our own wellness, you know, experiment, do the research, whatever it is that you want to do for yourself. But when it comes to your kids, just be really mindful about the sources you're trusting, the products you're trying out. I know it's really easy to be distrustful of the establishment, especially now in this political climate. Like, what are facts? (laughs) What's science? That is literally a question this article brings up. Like, what yeah. are facts? Which is bananas, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but carry it. Yeah. So, like, children's bodies are smaller. What we put in them really does matter. And again, there's no judgment. I'm just saying, just like stop, take a breath, be thoughtful, and be careful about, you know, the decisions you make around what you put in your kids' bodies, especially if you're experimenting. And there's no right or wrong. I know people who feed their children vegan diets and do a really, really great job of it. And their kids eat really healthy, well-rounded diets, you know, with the support of their pediatricians. It is totally possible. 
I was a vegetarian for years in high school and college and ate the diet. Like, you know what I mean? I think you can be a really healthy vegetarian and a really unhealthy vegetarian. Like there's no empirical anything. Just be thoughtful because, you know, all of this, a lot of this wellness stuff isn't as well researched. And when it comes to our kids, I just want people to be, you know, careful. That's all. Say it again for the people in the back. Your children are smaller. So whatever you give them is more concentrated. And that's like, this is so funny that years ago, I watched you do a Cool Mom Eats Facebook Live where you talked about organics and like what is important when you decide to add organics to your grocery cart. And what you're saying is look at what your kids eat the most of. Like, are they drinking a ton of milk and eating a bunch of cheese and yogurt every day? Like that's where you should focus your efforts and don't worry about the other stuff like the spinach that they're not really eating very much of or um, the proteins if that's not what they're eating. And I, I just think that's like a really great takeaway in general for people who maybe aren't experimenting with things like supplements but they want to improve their their children's diets or their own diets. It's like, start with the thing that you buy the most often and really concentrate on making that the best it can yeah. be. And you know what? You don't have to just stick with one thing. I know we're going to wrap it up soon, but I just need to share. If you've been following me online at all or on Instagram, I'm at Stacy Billis. Okay, you know that my son, Isaac has been dairy-free for a very long time and has had a ton of GI issues. And we have been to a naturopath. We have worked with our pediatrician. It's just been this long saga. And for a while, a dairy-free diet really worked well for him. And then it stopped making a difference. He started having symptoms even though he was dairy-free. And then we thought maybe he needed to go gluten-free. Pediatrician saying one thing, naturopath saying another thing. I ended up going to a gastroenterologist and. I was like, oh, there is a lactose breath test. This is a medical test that can definitively tell you if you are allergic to lactose. There is a test for celiac. I know people know this already, but we just did a whole battery of tests. We found out that he is no longer lactose intolerant. He does not have to be on a dairy-free diet anymore. Still loves dairy-free milk, by the way. He doesn't want to go back to cow's milk. He thinks it's weird and gross after all these years. (laughs) But he loves cheese and he can go back to eating cheese. There was another issue that we discovered. And it turns out that what we have to eliminate from his diet is, this is so random, we'll talk about it another time, beans and carbonation. Random. Interesting. But we've eliminated beans, at least in any quantity, and carbonation. His symptoms are completely gone. He's eating cheese with abandon. The poor kid hadn't eaten pizza in years. So, you know, there's this fine line of like, you know, trusting the naturopath, going to the doctor, trusting medical tests, and just constantly evaluating and listening to your body and not being um, dogmatic about any of it. You know what I mean? And just kind of willing to be fluid and reevaluate, listen to your kids, listen to your body, trust yourself, trust your resources, do a little bit of research and kind of be practical and do what works for you and your family and your budget. 
I love that. And your budget doesn't have to be a goop worthy budget for your family nope, to the be insurance healthy. insurance covered all the tests we did for Isaac and pizzas <laughs> cheap in New York. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, we will link to this article in the show notes or possibly in our Instagram stories so you guys can read it. And we'd love to get a discussion going. We now have a Didn't I Just Feed You listeners Facebook group where we can chat about this. Um, We'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you love Gwyneth? Do you want to be goopy? Or are you on the other spectrum where you love um, traditional medicine and you think it's all crazy? We want to hear from you. Maybe you're somewhere in between. Yeah, like we, like I am. We are. Like we are. Thanks for listening to this Didn't I Just Feed You a mini episode. We'll be um, dropping in from time to time talking about hot, trending food and wellness topics. And we'd love to hear what you want to hear so more about. So be sure to email us at hello, didn't I just feed you.com. Be sure to visit our site, didn't I just feed you.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at guess where? Didn't I just feed you? Most importantly, if you (laughs) enjoyed listening to us, please subscribe, leave a review on iTunes. It really helps new podcasts like ours and tell all of your friends about us. And our theme music is Good Old Times, performed by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamando. Thank you for listening. This is Megan. And this is Stacey. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next week. Bye.